you can keep that one, though. Why? What do you got against bears? This one's pretty cute. <laughs> Don't send me away, Ricky. I love you. Mm. What am I missing? Meet the Kennedys at Lassiter's. Hole at the waterhole. A cup of tea at Harold Sonia's nursery for a stroll. It's time to neighbors. CJK Bayer. Let's get the neighbors. Hello, this is Neighbors. We are the recap podcast of this. <laughs> Hello, this is Neighbors. We are the Neighbors recap podcast, or these days, we are Kate and Vaya talk about their feelings <laughs> of an evening. Uh, we are in the Mobile Pirate Net studios out on, we were calling it Puffy's Back Patio, but the Rebecca's are calling it The Sunroom. Do you oh, notice wow. the back patio has had a little I, rebrand? A sunroom implies a ceiling to me. Does and, it have a ceiling? Yeah, walls. Well, are those plants real or fake? I can't remember. If you don't know, I don't know. Uh, I'm Vaya. Kate's here. Hi, everybody. Just This is going to be, actually, a little sort of interim catch-up episode because we've – let's just – Neighbours Council business. Like, let's just stop mucking around here. Neighbours Council business. Sweetie, it's just business. We are going to hop back to Australian pace because it was everything was too hard. It was it really was too hard. Look, truth, truths. We were using a VPN to access the Channel Five player, and it was yeah, it was just a bit complex. But I have to say, for all the complaining I've heard over the years of the Channel Five player, it is about five hundred percent better than the Ten Play player. <laughs> There was, but yeah, there was no ads, which possibly explains why Channel 5's in trouble. Jesus Christ. This is, look. Why isn't Neighbours making any money for them, Vaya? I don't know. Lack of ads. Okay. So this brings us to the discussion of our second episode of Neighbours having been cancelled by Channel 5 and the Save Neighbours campaign. Hashtag Save Neighbours is in full swing, but also has run out of a bit of steam because... A save campaign is hard work, and I've discovered I'm bad at it. <laughs> it could just I don't know what to do. What do you do? I've sent my emails, and I've hashtagged and retweeted, and now I don't know what else I'm supposed to do to save the show. Vaya, how many listeners do we have approximately a week? Oh, like up to 1,500K. I'd like to see all 1,500 of you sign the petition, please. Yeah, what are we at? Well, let's check get, in. Get your, get your parents to do it. Get your partner mm. to do it. Get your children to do it. Let's check. Let's check. <gasps> Just shy of 60K. That's great. Yeah, it's lovely. Uh, whispers are that if it gets to 100K, it's more likely to be debated in UK Parliament. UK Parliament? Yeah. Okay. Mm. Okay. It's happened before with other petitions, probably the more severe ones, but... Look, it's it's going to be all about Ukraine and neighbours, the UK oh Parliament. Oh, my God. What happened to the world? <sighs> you know something that did bring me joy today, Vaya? Yes. There's a post in the Neighbours Council <gasps> from Eve who said, NZ Pace, what a dog shit tattoo. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, Eve, that just made me chortle with laughter. You're not wrong. It just took us back to doesn't matter what time. Whenever Glenn got that rando tattoo on his ankle. On his foot and then just went around with it all raw with no bandage on it. Yes, thank you, Eve. Is this going to be like the start of a hepatitis outbreak? <laughs> I don't think Ned's like, Ned's like would be swapping needles. Maybe he used that poison needle that he had for his dad 
Shoot. Maybe he didn't throw it out. Shoot that poison needle through my foot. <laughs> that fit perfectly. <sighs> so, all right, let's take a moment. Uh, we've had a loss in the neighbours community this week. Beautiful CJ has had to farewell her dad. Valet Warren Hogan, he passed away last weekend after a recent diagnosis with MND, motor neuron disease. It's just been a really hard time mm. for her. She's been a trooper yeah. having to pull everything together that she needed to. It's gonna, he's leaving a really big hole in CJ's life. Yeah, definitely. And she was really touched by – she put a little post on her Instagram stories. She said to me, you know who I got flooded with messages by straight away? The Neighbours community. Oh, that's sweet. Neighbours listeners. The yeah. Neighbours listeners were there. So that's just so appreciated. And she really was hoping to get her dad back out to the footy season this year. We'll leave a couple of links in the notes if you want to make any donations in his honour, if you want to show some support. Uh, but we're thinking of CJ. We love her. She wants yeah. to come back and hang with us very soon because in these times, it's you know, as you all know, it's good to have a laugh. Uh, we do have a special guest planned for our next podcast episode, so she wants to come and meet him. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, big love to everyone. Yeah, we big love, love to you, CJ. Yeah, we love you, CJ. So we will find some puff for the Save Neighbors fight. Join the Facebook group. Follow the Twitter. There's a Twitter account now at Save Neighbors. Keep an eye out on Studio 10 in Australia. Uh, yeah, I think on their Facebook page they're sharing videos um, because every day this week they're focusing on neighbours and they're interviewing different cast members every day. Let's get out of this, Bizzo. Let's get out of the biz. Pleasure doing business with you. Kate, we are going to recap three episodes to get us back to Aussie oh, pace. Slackest week ever. Yes. Bludge week. Bludge week at school. So we're doing episodes 8777 to 8779 which was Tuesday to Thursday in Australia. And then we're going to get back into the four eps a week, which hopefully will be a nice little uh, treat for international friends who can draw us out a bit longer if the unthinkable happens. Now, 8777. <laughs> I'm just trying to see. Okay. So. <laughs> Sorry. I'm in the pits of gloom and then I look down and remember that Leo's trying to palm off his baby. <laughs> and we had a great thread in the Neighbours Council, our Facebook group. Um, where I think it's Kirsty, one of our counsellors, said, hey, okay, guys, it's happened. My six-month-old rolled off the bed. And then we just all jumped in and shared our stories. <laughs> Babies You know, she's over. like, do I, do I need to give them up for adoption now? Yeah. Yeah, we discussed this last week. Look, it's happened to us all, Leo. Don't think you can deadbeat dad your way out of this. No. This isn't your excuse to escape. And baby Hugo's mum reminded us that, Sonia dropped yeah. him off the change, change table. That was so weird because remember, I remember that it was that cheap-ass change table that had really high sides on it. It was like impossible for him to fall and off. in that week they had it in the middle of the room and then yeah. moved it up. So that. weird. So, yeah, put it next to a wall. Let's just get some barrier going. Leo, oh, boy, not only is he like, okay, David and Aaron take my baby and it's – bringing up a lot of feelings, particularly for Aaron, because they're like, well, we already thought she was our daughter once before. So are you going to fully commit to this? Because we're going to have to go through some stuff. You know what would have been a better first step? Mm. Leo, no, we can't do this, yeah. but we will support you. We will get you to counselling right now. Um, come up with a plan on how we can support you to be a dad. And they'll, they're doing some hard stuff. Like they're doing night feeds. Like that's a huge burden to take on already. Yeah. 
Aaron sitting there crunching Aaron, numbers. Aaron's like a bloody whincher, I reckon. <laughs> I mean, I look at this as the mother of two kids and I go, so what? It's an extra baby. They're doing, they're at exactly the same developmental stage. Come on, just toughen up, mate. There was a great moment. So they've worked out that Aaron's the one, if he can just put a manager into the shed, which, <laughs> what the hell else? So for what, three hours a day? Is it? Like, just get your, like, just give the personal trainers who, like, use it as a business to give them a key to the padlock. Which I think that's what he had been doing. Uh, who knows? But apparently Nicolette's now gone back to work at Harold's, which seemed to have happened off camera. She's a whinging bitch too. <laughs> Her child has three parents. Mm. She's already like doing less than a full load of an average mother. And then there was that moment where she said, um, oh, and I'll be home soon and I can take Isla. So she's like only why, why do they split up the baby? Only going to give care to her child. That's cold. The double prams exist for a reason. You don't have to take just one baby for a walk at a time. You can take two at a time. They both nap. Or um, and they're both quiet. They're strapped in. They're looking at things. You, you can listen to a podcast or chuck one in a sling if you don't. They're not poor. No, <laughs> they can just buy a double pram. The scene I loved was Aaron sitting between. Two high chairs, like torn between two lovers. Oh, put them beside each other so you can face both of them at the same time. And he was surrounded by other adults that were all getting ready to go to work. And, yeah. he, and he's like, ugh, this is hard. <laughs> Jesus, mate. This like, is annoying. They are useless shits. <laughs> it's weird that do we have Do we have like a sting to give to that? Like what's the – What's useless shits in a song? <laughs> they're not sad as bitches. They're just – they're kid alts. You know, times are tough and just pull together and do the job, mate. I'm still bewildered that Nicolette wants to go back to cafe work. She just doesn't want to be like a full-time carer to two Is babies. She just pulling a few shifts? Oh, I feel like I need more of a chat of that and I need more of a chat mm. about Hendrix's decision to defer his culinary arts degree. Because he's an idiot. Stop off camera talking about your big career decisions, gang. Um, but hang on. So isn't Ned's the manager of the cafe, right? Apparently. And um, keeping up his mural career, which is great for him. Um, so what's – yeah, what what happened with Nicolette? She was on maternity leave. She Yeah, she put Ned in as the manager to cover her maternity leave and now she's back. Maternity leave's over. But she seems to just be doing a few like night shifts, I guess, when the boys are home or – What a ball breaker for Ned. Don't you reckon? Imagine if you're in your role thinking, mm. oh, yeah, well, I've got a, a year's maternity leave contract here. Oh, and suddenly, oh, she's back at, I don't know what, six months? <laughs> and, like, just kind of popping in and out. Sorry, I just saw a live cricket just come out from under your gardening tools box. I think, uh, to give you the willies, I actually think it's a native cockroach. Okay. I was cool with cricket. I'm going to go with cricket. <laughs> um, so... I also enjoy that not only is Leo wanting to palm off Abigail, he thinks that him saying it just magically makes it so that he's like, okay, cool, no legal responsibilities, no guardianship, no power of attorney, no medical decisions. So they take Abby to the vaccination appointment, six-month vaccination appointment, and then Carl has other medical issues to discuss with Aaron and can't. It was like, can you call her dad so I can talk to the dad? <laughs> oh, see, this is why you go to the council vaccination clinic like me because all you have to do is just turn up with the green book and they jab your child. <laughs> and move on. No chit-chat with Carl. Or, and also no kind of I don't have to confirm in any way that I'm the guardian of said ah, child. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think you don't have to show your Medicare card for it, do you? 
Oh, I went to my GP because yeah. I like her and hang, I love having hang out time with her. But I love that Leo's just like, can't you just sort it out? It's like, mate, she's not – even a car, you can't just hand over a car. You've got to like, hand over the paperwork and – And also, like, why the fuck is Carl doing baby vaccines and uh, lacerated livers? Well, okay, so, no, so my GP did my baby's vaccine. And your lacerated liver? Well, she didn't check that. I should go back. <laughs> didn't come up. But, like but he's not, he, is he a GP? I, like he's, he works in a hospital. He can be a GP and work in a hospital. And do every form of medicine? I mean, I know this This is an age. This, this is, is like, like, like revelation after seven years 20, of the 25 pod. years of Carl being in this show. Kate's like, hang on a minute. But this, no, but seriously, <laughs> in the same week, he's like bloody um, Hercule Poirot. <laughs> On on the state of Paul's liver. Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. And also giving out baby jabs. Like, st- stick to your lane, Kennedy. Kate's – this is Kate cracks it. She's not – this is some sick of this shit. Specialised, Carl, for fuck's sake. <laughs> um, so Aaron's rattled because he's like, am I going to love this kid or not? And then at one point he says – You know what? She's your niece. Yeah, he says, I wouldn't – I would do anything for these girls. That was quite mm. lovely. They are a unit for him. They're a pair. So Darren's grand plan is we'll just hang on to her for a couple of weeks until Leo sees the light and comes back for her. Because now he wants to move out. He's like, okay, bye, guys. I'm going back to the penthouse. No. See, this is where they do have the power to say, no, you have to stay in the house. This this is not part of our yeah. arrangement. You have to be around. D- David's other point is that he's worried that uh, the, the barn's – family, the baby's grandparents in Wollongong. Yeah, Jimmy and Jane. <laughs> will, yeah, they will. Repossess. Um, yeah, Abby. Which is probably a good thing. A fair point to at least ask the ask the question of them, those poor people. Oh, they are pretty free and easy though, weren't they? They, they were like, <laughs> oh, whatever, yeah, that's fine. Oh, we to, might see her sometime. Do you but, bring yeah. your granddaughter to her, my granddaughter to her mum's funeral? Okay, no, don't worry about it. Um, no, they, somebody needs to sit down with Leo and say, okay, I know you're hurt, you're upset, you're going through trauma because you've lost Brittany who you were, you know, in a relationship with for literally 20 seconds before yeah. she was squashed. Mm-hmm. But little Abby is going through a far worse time than you and uh, a far bigger trauma and you yeah. actually need to be there. You need to be the adult and be there for her. And we've got an expression in Australia. It's called pull your head in. Pull your fucking head in, Leo. Yeah. Um, is there a song for Pull Your Head In? <laughs> no. Where's your head at? Where's your head at? Yeah, David was worried about the, the word that we don't say, custody. But he's like, oh, it'll affect. Well, well it should. If you guys can't ha- hack it. And Leo is like wandered off. Like he's like, oh, do you want to, I don't fit into this jumper anymore. Do you guys want to wear it? Like, yeah. Okay. So the other situation that arose is Roxy. You mentioned Poirot. Roxy's doing a bit of Miss Marble mm. gear, trying to suss out why Freya is a shonk. She's too invested in this. She's more invested than literally anybody I know <laughs> in the neighbours community. Well, she says it's because she doesn't want Freya to be another Scarlet. And normally you go, well, no, Scarlet's, you know, like the exception that proves the rule. But it's Ramsey Street. There are nuts there the whole time. Yeah, she, she's worried about Levi's love life. And I was thinking Levi has quite a lot of girlfriends for a n- relatively new character. Yeah. He got B as soon as he landed. Yeah, the least amount of chemistry that you can imagine. He doesn't need to turn up with chemistry. Girlfriends just happen to him. Girlfriends and boyfriends. Thrapples. Yeah. 
Billy carts. Um, playing for keeps, ex-cast members, just all and sundry. Oh, yeah, crabs. Yeah. They're all there. <laughs> They're migrating. How could he go wrong? Billy, Billy carts and crabs. That's the, the Levi Canning story. <laughs> <laughs> um, Freya. They haven't even pashed because she won't pash him. So, like, how invested? Is this like a year nine relationship? Bloody Sheila loves her, though. Just because she's not two people. That's Sheila's whole argument is he's a nice girl who is one person. And she's not Amy. She's not like, you know, your mother's age. So I have nothing to say. Roxy goes to the Airbnb, which looks a lot like, I guess, the Motona Centre. No, no. Well, it's from we've seen the outside of it. I actually think it's a real house because I was looking. The gas heater in it looks like a real, like, 70s gas heater. It looks like a pretty low-rent Airbnb. It's a house, though. Like, you think... Wouldn't be cheap to, you know, stay in a whole house unless there's another family that lives there. And Roxy just broke in while they're sitting there watching the news. So Roxy dresses the way I'm dressed right now, actually, like a cat burglar, all Um, in black. But you need like a cap, a black cap pulled down over your forehead. A nondescript, no logos on that cap. She yeah, and it was like hark back to um, Charlene breaking into Madge's house. Cute, except uh, did. Charlene get a knife pulled on her? No, she actually just got tackled by um, uh, Scott who pulled her back out of the window. Oh, saucy. Roxy gets tackled by Freya with a knife. With a a big-ass knife, a big hunting knife. A big-ass knife. That's the only way we can describe it because they had to put it in the script a few times that this was a particularly deadly criminal knife. like. It was something I would be very alarmed to see in real life. I don't know anybody who has a knife like that. Roxy may as well have said that. Like, you would be very alarmed if you saw this. Yeah. She's like, I haven't seen that since I was up at the top end. (laughs) Then they should listen to her. She she, knows this stuff. She knows her knives, mate. She'd know her, like, hunting knives more than she'd know her bloody, um, you know, chef's knives. Levi goes, oh, fine, I'm going to talk to Freya. And she pulls out a kitchen knife. Yeah, out of the block, which I have to say was a smooth move. Yeah. Quick thinking. Uh, lucky they had one at the Airbnb, uh, all the mod cons. So Levi chooses to believe, not his lovely sister-in-law, but a blow-in that came down with the last shower. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's he's, he's not thinking with his brain. He's thinking with a different part of his anatomy. <sighs> but why does he just have a girlfriend? Just have a minute, Levi. Take some self-care time. No, but he can't because if he goes without a girlfriend for too long, he's going to be snared back into Amy's arms. Oh, my God. Amy... It does not have room in her life for Levi's drama. In fact, let's go to Amy. Amy has this food truck that she bought and she's stressing every minute of every day about what to put in it. Does that fill you with anxiety, the thought of buying a food truck without any clear plan on what you're going to sell in that food truck? Yes. To be fair, most things fill me with anxiety. Sidebar, I forgot to mention this in the business, but after this neighbour's news, and I mentioned I was hormonal, but whatever, I had the biggest breakout on my face ever. No, I'm not talking not since high school, pimples, whatever. I had like I was in pain, my face hurt. So hang on. Have you got a new YouTube channel? Is it like a Dr. Pimple Popper type thing? No, it's, no, no. no it's gonna be skincare, skincare treatments in Bay Apashos. I I think it was the stress of the show getting cancelled. And my It's face, hurting us it's hurting us all there. My face erupted. Anyway, the bottom line is most things stress me out. Uh, I'm just, look, I'm not a good cook and I don't think Amy's a good cook either. Well, I'm, no, she admits that freely. I just think there are a lot of a lot of other vehicles you could have bought. She could have bought a taxi yeah. and 
driven that at night. She could have just got a job, Vaya. Could have worked in Dan Murphy's. Could have got a job at the many, many other bars in Melbourne. So we've got songs for everyone. Why don't you get a job, Offspring? Uh, she and Toadie are drowning her sorrows because she's pulling Toadie into her mess out on the back sunroom patio and she's making cocktails. And Toadie has the brainwave. Why don't you sell cocktails? Why don't you open a bar? Why, why don't, don't you work in a bar? Why don't you sell cocktails from a van? And my answer to that is, I can you? Who's licensing that? But you'd surely have to get a liquor license. A mobile liquor license? Mackenzie, from, who's still doing some kind of internship at the council, it, it would, seems to bring the right paperwork. You think you would think that it would really restrict where you could park your van. And it's now February. Mm. Feb fast's um, coming up to an end. So. No, but it's like end of summer. Mm. Who's going to be going to food trucks and going, oh, I'll have a mojito, thanks. Uh, mulled wine. I'll do a mulled wine yeah, van. Yeah, but that's, that's like a brief period of a couple of months in winter. <laughs> yeah. Mulled wine in the winter, cocktails in the summer. Bob's your uncle. It's just winter isn't your, your time for food trucks. Oh. You don't go, oh, you know, it's 8 p.m. I'll go to a food truck and get a smoothie. Also, she's really emphasising the mocktails and it looked like she'd been to Boost Juice and <laughs> put a few wheatgrass <laughs> shots together and Mango Tango. Oh. What, what was your Boost Juice of choice? I've never had it. Berry Bliss or Berry Bang. Hit us up, Neighbours Council. With you. I bet Beck Dahl, for Legal Eagle Beck, you've got a boost juice regular order but she had these little shot glasses that she was carrying around the street and she's hitting up everyone who walked past are juices like industrial grade juices aren't they really expensive as well yeah it was like eight dollars for an all berry bang amy i've got an idea for you that i think even i couldn't fuck up a cheese toasty van (laughs) oh see all you need is like a few like sandwich presses get that good american cheese from costco yeah oh which actually bloody COVID supply chain issues. We haven't been able to get it for like a year now. Oh, no. America's let us down. (laughs) Yeah. But, yeah, that's – seriously, I actually think you would be able to sell things summer and winter with a cheese toasty van. That's – I want that right now. There used to be like um, places in the CBD in Melbourne where somebody who lived in an apartment block would um, just put out a thing on their Facebook saying, okay, I'll be open today from 12 to one thirty. SMS your orders – and then he'd actually just drop them down from his window via no, a pulley. Yeah. No. And it was the whole novelty value of like how insane the business model That's was. Adorable. Yeah. Amy could have done that from the Eclipse apartment. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cute. Okay, so she's got this drinks idea. What's she calling herself? The drinks diva, which is not trashy. Come up, let's come up with a few more you know names she, on the whiteboard, Amy. I can see you know what I can see in her future? Um, like a hen's night party bus. Okay, everything. Did you hear came my idea of the the plus size clothing van where you just go and collect everyone's returns that they're too ashamed to make, and then you give them other clothes and then you yeah, resell well, them. They were almost going to do that with the bloody um, the tram, weren't they? Yes. Yeah. Look, there's another cricket. She's yeah. okay. She's she's accosting everybody in the street. Please drink my juice. I'd be like, no, no. I've just brushed my teeth. I don't want to have your orange juice, lady. <laughs> and the best was when she hit up to rage. She muscles up to Tarage and she's like, oh, do you want to try one of my drinks for my new – I mean, these are mocktails. Poor thing. Even – you're a recovering alcoholic. You don't want to be have mocktails thrust in your face. This is a terrible idea. Terrible, terrible idea, Amy. Amy, do not go up to recovering alcoholics with tails, mock or cock, okay? Neither. Just keep them out of their face. It's not appropriate. 
It's not appropriate. She's acting like her daughter. She's like like a petulant teenager. Yeah. Get it together. It's not my fault you left the assignment till the last minute, Amy. Mm. It's not my fault you're paying your rent month to month. You know, one thing that's working out for Amy, Ned's mural on her van. Beautiful Ned. That was, he, he's Salt got such a distinct style with his um, Sonia mural and this is really in the style of that. He actually just needs to practice his art. Yeah, just get into the spray paint yeah. game. Well, but he's no, he's a great portrait painter. So he's slapped Amy on the side of the bus, of the van, and put up the Drink Steva logo mm-hmm. before she'd even yeah, settled took, on it. Took the van down to um, Lusicus Motors. <laughs> and hauled Harlow's ass down with him to help. Yeah, that odd choice. She seems to have kind of mellowed. Yeah. Harlow's like. Harlow's like, oh, my grandparents are getting back together. Yay, my psychopathy is cured. Cool, I believe that. And Ned uh, gives Amy the brush off. She's like, come and help me drink things. And he's like busy. And meanwhile, he's surprising her with this artwork on her van. It gives her the buck up she needed. She's got now new motivation. She's really warmed by that from him. And through all of this, Tony's like, why aren't you getting Zara to help you taste this stuff? Yeah, she'd have some good buy-in. And she's clearly across the underage drinking. She'll, she could weigh in on the cocks and mocks. Needs more jelly. <laughs> <laughs> she'd be all over it. Too. She'd, she'd know, like, people are into the spritzes. <laughs> Speaking of Zara, mm. what a week it's been for her. Zara. What an interesting um, journey the Mole Patrol's going on as a trio. Yeah. The trio of Zara and Aubrey and Sadie. Yep. Aubrey Madonga. Sadie, the cop's daughter lady. Aubrey Madonga. Talk yep. me through this shenanigan. Well, first, I'd just like to say that Susan and Jane believe that Aubrey and Wodonga are (laughs) on on the straight and narrow. They are suckers. How long have you been in this game, gals? It's not like you're Libby Kennedy straight out of Eden Hills Uni. Surely they go, you know what, they're good most of the time, but I can see there's a touch of the smart ass in them. Any good teacher, I I went Mm. to it for four years. You and I both, Kate, went to girls' schools Mm. for at least four years any good teacher could see through the butter wouldn't melt in my mouth. Oh, one hundred percent act. Yeah, they're like the fakey McFake fakes. Yeah, because they're not. This they're trained for this. They're trained for battle. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you suddenly just turn bad in one go. No, they've probably seen these girls manipulating other girls. Yeah, in year eight, year nine. You but know. I guess like the academic standard is so poor at Erinsborough mm. High, they're just desperate to keep anybody on with like you know an iota of smarts. Yeah, they're like, oh, they're getting their work in on time. That's all we want. They're getting the answers right. Um, there's a little blow up over Zara not handing an assignment in, and her just like whatever. I'll hand it in when I hand it in. Surely there's better ways to deal with it than what Jane did, which was just say, all right, well, bring it tomorrow and I'll call your mum. You think arsonist Zara would (laughs) would be on a behaviour plan with the school counsellor and the vice principal? Like there would be a team of people Hmm. keeping very close scrutiny on Zara and she'd be like, all right, well, you have to go and see Ms Jackson right now um, to discuss this further with her. And come back at lunchtime and sit your ass down in that desk and write it now. Do your assignment right now when I can see you doing it. Yeah. You can't slack off. Like us this week watching three episodes. So Zara, I don't quite know what her end game is because she's kind of got her mum to pay attention to her and now she's like, oh, but I'm 
halfway into the bad girl role and the school, my peers are starting to respect me. We've never questioned the trope of the shitbag before, no. though, mate. It's just that the, the shitbag has never been a, a girl before. Mm. Although the boy shitbags do try to impress their mums a lot of the time. Like they're trying to get their mums on side mm. and get their attention. I mean, they've, all they've got in common is harassing female teachers yes. as well. yes. Anyway, so after the getting into trouble with Jane, um, Zara invites Aubrey Wodonga back to the, the sunroom <laughs> for lunch, as you do. This is this is a big problem with the school. Okay, why aren't they having 45-minute lunches where essentially they've got half an hour to eat their lunch? And, and we weren't allowed off campus until we were in year, I think, 12. Year 11, we had to stay on site. Year yeah. 12, we could go home. We only got to leave campus if we were going home. That was it. And also when I say year we 12. Had a, we had a Macca's like within a block of our school and we weren't allowed to just go there for lunch. So, yeah, year 12 we were allowed to go home, but most people didn't because well, it was a pain in the ass to get in your car and come back or however, you, however you're getting around. And, yeah, you would just wait and go, oh, well, I'll just go home. I've got double spare in the afternoon. I'll just go home then. No one could be asked leaving, no. coming back. Because it's got to be, what, at least a 10-minute walk to Ramsey Street. And they look like they got Uber Eats. Just get Uber Eats to the front of the gate. <laughs> Who are these rich children? Oh, um, maybe. Anyway, so the moles were at Toadie's house. Yes, and eating a lot of paper bags worth of food like us during lockdown. But they got onto something which raised some questions between CJ and you and I. Yeah. And that was a? Thirst. Hang on, let me get this straight. A thirst account. A thirst trap. A thirst. (laughs) I've never felt as old as I do in this moment. A th- girls, there's a healthy thirst account. <laughs> girls, there's healthy ways to stalk people, and actually keeping an online record of you stalking the person feels quite foolhardy to me. And they had like administrative powers amongst themselves. Okay, so it was it's an account taking stalky pictures of Hendrix. Hendrix with his shirt off. CJ weighed in. She looked up this a, a similar phenomenon called a Instagram. Similar to a Finstagram, a faux Instagram. Instagram, you put up the photos that are too saucy for your mainstream Instagram so that theoretically people will slide into your DMs. But this is not what that is. This is Creepy. Yeah, creeping on another Imag- person. Imagine that they would just die if they saw the scene where Hendrix like stripped off in the school corridor in front of um, Harlow. Oh, it's probably on there. You wouldn't know how yeah. far back this dates, this <laughs> – they, oh, imagine they were like year seven girls in the yeah. corridor just going, oh, my sexuality is awoken. Because they would have been like freshly 13 going, we're allowed to get Instagrams now. And they would have made it back then. And so we don't know how far but back he, this goes. He imprinted on them. Yeah. It's, so this Hendrix, <laughs> I can't say thirst account because this it's, is a foreign anyway, concept it's, it's to me. It's just stalker shots of him yeah. with his shirt off and there's plenty of occasions where that, he's got his shirt off. That three girls need to be the account holders. Are they moderating comments? Like what's going on? Is it private? Is it close friends? But also like they took photos of him with Chloe and they're like, ooh, who's the cougar? I was like, are you serious? How could you describe Chloe as a cougar? Yeah, she looks like – She's hot to all ages, surely. They could. They look like they could both be in the same uni tute. Yeah. <laughs> She could be his culinary arts mentor. And how do they not know all the details about Hendrix's life? If I'm going to stalk someone, I'm going to stalk them good. Also, I'm going to find out, oh, oh, hang on, his dad's like incredibly wealthy. Well, he's probably Googleable. Yeah. And oh, yeah, there'll be details there about his, you know, winery and marriage to Chloe. Chloe would have been in the social pages. 100%. 
So, Chloe would have her own Instagram. Yeah. Uh, They're just not good stalkers. And yet you're talking to someone who can find somebody's house online. Yeah, just from like a brick wall in the background. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. if it's like I, can, I work out the orientation according to Shadows from the Sun. Yeah. Girls, up your game. I know you're young, but yeah, don't keep an online record of your stalking. So that's bubbling away. Then Aubrey Wodonga decide to throw Zara a little bone. And they find out in a very questionable way this information. So uh, Toadie takes some hand-me-downs over to the Darren, the Brenacker house. Yeah, including like a bloody big teddy bear, which honestly, what? He no. knows better than that. No. That's just palming off a piece of crap. No, you are not handing down a teddy bear. You are handing down a burden. Plastic crap toys that you don't want to buy new because mm. that's bad for the environment that are still they're going to live for a million years, so yeah, just pass yeah. them on. No, nobody wants secondhand soft toys. No. No, no, no. Um but they didn't want the bear because they had bad vibes from remember when Jane put the nanny cam bear because she was worried about um, Nicolette disappearing with baby Isla again. And I was like, this is weird to throw back to a ceramic pig storyline, but then it became yeah. relevant. Um, so Toadie took the bear back to his house. Aubrey Wodonga nicked the bear while they were there for lunch. And meanwhile, um, Toadie's lagged to Amy about, because Nicolette accidentally told him. Toadie lagged to Amy about the goss. And Amy told Zara, which is a lack of judgment. Like, okay, yeah, I'm going to tell my shitbag daughter some gossip about her school teacher. Mm. She is a woman child, Amy. As Dr. Phil says, it's the tail wagging the dog, Amy. It's the tail wagging the dog here. <laughs> and we can use another Dr. Philism for oh, Zara, yeah. which is um, the best predictor of future behavior, behavior is past behavior. Oh, yes. I love that one. It's, it, it is a perennially true statement. In, in one aspect of Zara. Once a shitbag, always a shitbag. Okay, right. Wow. Mm. Mm. Do you think she'll grow up to be like a Tim Collins-level shitbag? Oh, well, look, there's only two ways for shitbags to go. Um, stay shit and get written out pretty quickly or <laughs> some, get like a miraculous kind of whitewashing mm. a la coil. Yeah. Transcend the shitbaggery. So, the Aubrey Wodonga bring the bear to school, pop it in Jane's chair, also put like, was it like an old GoPro on it and pretend the bear's a, a nanny cam bear? We want – maybe Aubrey's – Folks are loaded. Maybe. But surely that's, you know, like Jane needs to up her stalking too. Surely there's some sort of identifiable info on that GoPro. Also, who's they, just throwing one away? That school had chemical terrorism in it. Like there'd be cameras on every yeah. hallway. Those dumb asses though. You know what would work just as well as mm. like an actual camera? Like a drawing of a camera? A, a toy <laughs> camera, yeah. <laughs> just And like hang it around its neck? <laughs> like you're idiots. So... Zara is copping the blame for this because if the shoe fits. Yeah. And the Aubrey Wodonga at lunch is saying to her, you're welcome. We we traumatised a teacher for you because we're your new besties. Oh, and Nicolette's like peering over the counter mm. at Harold's. I love Nicolette's take no prisoners attitude with teenagers. I reckon she'd whip them into shape. Yeah. And hopefully she will because Zara still works at Harold's and so does Nicolette now. I, I'm surprised Nicolette even approved the hiring of this girl because – Surely hiring – I guess she deferred them all to Ned. but right. Yeah, but like Nicolette herself would have been like queen of the shitbags. She, Ooh, she yeah. played Jane like a fiddle. Yes. She'd be like, I can see this. I can speak your language, kid. Mm. All right, let's get to the meat and potatoes of this trio of episodes. You mentioned it before. Paul's lacerated liver. <sighs> My God, Paul. Okay. So he's gone to a Dr. Shonk. Yeah. Dr. Quack Russell. 
Dr. Feel Good. Dr. Feel Bad, actually, because he wants to feel bad so that Tarage will continue to be his nursemaid. Dr. How much? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like it's like this is his first scheme. Maybe he's got scheme fatigue. Like me with the Save Neighbours. He's just like, ugh. I know that in order to keep my wife in a very short amount of time, I need to scheme. But I can't be asked thinking of a proper scheme. So I'm just going to lie and say this shonk doctor has said I'm very sick. It is a strange situation, like how many shonk doctors we've had Mm. in Neighbours. I I mean, mean, Trage's brother. Yeah, two of them have treated Paul. Yeah. He's got great hair, though, Dr. Shonk. It's wonderful. um, It doesn't seem practical for a, a doctor of any kind, really. Just doesn't seem profesh. Yeah, but look, Paul must be paying him a fair bit to put up with the crap that he's having to do. Like he's having to um, have plausible excuses for to rage. He's having to have conversations with bloody Clive and Carl oh. and David. He's having to come into Erinsborough Hospital to so show he- the ex, discuss the X-rays with like um, the the Omni doctors, David and Carl. So presumably he is still a practicing doctor because they can look that up. Well, he's, he must be a surgeon. But did did Carl look up and see that there were plenty of complaints about him? Yeah, he got he lost his license at some point, and then Carl just you're busy enough, mate. Just give it up. <laughs> Why are they all having like a crisis of confidence because Paul doesn't want to see them? And neighbours, I don't want to kick you when you're down, but how do we get to a point where we have three male doctors on this show? And no, well, we have women? for quite a while. We've like, well, yeah. Clive's a doctor too. Yeah. So. so when they're all in the scene, it's like, do we have three male doctors? Well, I guess no one's pregnant for her, so uh, we don't need lady doctors, do we? My middle finger is up right now. Actually, you know what? Who we need back? We need bloody um, Beverly back to counsel Leo. Yes, thank you. Yes. What's his name? Shitbag doctor. <laughs> David, Carl, Clive. No, Doctor Russell. Shonk. Russell. So yeah, he he presumably so he must. Work in the field still. Yeah, you think he's that, not? A, he's not like an actor. The meeting in the <laughs> hospital was the the biggest head scratcher of it all because he's fully committed to lying to two hmm. other doctors. So Paul must be paying him at a least heap. to a degree. And then they ask too many questions about this condition. They ask too many questions, and he's like, "Oh, but we couldn't see it on the uh, you know the scans." And he's yeah, like, like, "Smoke like, bomb. <laughs> see you later. I'm not staying here to talk about this." Surely he's a surgeon. And those two aren't surgeons, and surgeons are just like the top shit anyway. Yeah. And he'd just be like, "Well, it is. Don't know what more I can yeah. say than that." Bye. Yeah. <laughs> like, seriously, <laughs> where is his arrogance, Maya? All he has to do is turn yeah. up the surgeon arrogance and go, "Oh, okay then. All right. Well, I guess oh, we'll uh, trust the surgeon who's yeah. done years more study on this than we have." Well, what's our pay grades here? Yeah, uh, you don't pay to care about this level, mate. Weren't you trying to be a psychologist like five minutes ago? Mm. Like, buzz off. So they're all suspicious. As you said, they're trying to crack the case of the lacerated liver. But Paul is steamrolling ahead with his plan. He's like, I said the lie. I'm back with my missus. Yeah. Well, you got to get, you got to Costanza it, Vaya. You yes. got to go. It's not a lie if you believe it. <laughs> and he just keeps ushering doctors out of his penthouse at all times. Uh, he- and I just love that he has confidential you know, schemes with this mm. doctor in the middle of the op- yeah. open plan penthouse. That his house shares. So he says, look, let's celebrate to age. We are back together. You're moving into the penthouse. Let's get everyone over. Oh, yeah. Glenn brings over more to stuff. <gasps> that was 
Oh, my God, Glenn. Give it up, Glenn. I love Teresa Glenn. They have a good energy. And then he helps her with the suitcases. I was into that moment. But he's not interested in Teresa. Yes, he's only he interested is. in fucking up Paul. No, he isn't. He, he never meant to, but he's fallen for her. He's still a scammer. He stole her engagement no, ring. No, he's, he's a scammer. He's, he's said, bad boy Sonny Bennett. He said sorry. Um, he, okay, he brings over the suitcases. Paul invites everyone to brunch. A lot of people. There was like murmurings in the background. Well, I guess there's a, he's got a lot of relatives mm. there. He's got Leo and David and Aaron and Roxy was there because she's Teresa's niece. Mm. I, I did question it for a while. I was like, why is she there? <laughs> Harlow as well. But there's a lot of young people mm. in their lives. Yeah. And then Paul says, you know what? We need to renew our vows and have all of our loved ones yeah. there. Unlike last time when it was just you, me, Elvis and the Blakeney twins. <laughs> we need to, he's like, we need to seal this deal again. Okay. Because shit's about to hit the fan. And I don't know what, again, I don't know what he thinks. It's like his first ever scheme. He thinks, okay, well, I've done the lie. I've won her back. She has to stay around and look after me. And now we just have to re-get married. And then everything else I've done won't matter. Um, It's not how it works because she's got a mind of her own. Paul's got some deep, oh. deep psychological problems. They made such a breakthrough. Why not Why go back it? to that? Yeah. Go back to therapy, mate. Oh. Go back to therapy, hun. So they're getting married again. They're renewing this situation. Mm. But David is not going to let this go. Like in Wordle, renewing the vows. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I don't have anything to say to that. So that's where we are. We're going to repeat. We're going to pick this up fresh, reinvigorated. But first we need to do Citizen and Citizen Kate. Well, you know what? Um, we forgot to crown the saddest bitches in Erinsborough. Oh, well, let's have this moment now. And it's it's, it's a dual coronation of of the queens of the saddest bitches. This is a level of saddest bitch that we haven't seen since Ellie and um, Amy were in scenes together. Yeah, Ellie um, Conway and Ellie Con- Amy Williams. Yeah. Yes, and that is the Mole Patrol, Aubrey and Wodonga. <laughs> the saddest bitch in Erinsborough just wants to love and be loved in return. That is the most pathetic. The, the Hendrix thing is the saddest thing I've ever seen. What do you think the account's called? Hot tricks? Hendix. <laughs> Hen- Hendix picks. <laughs> And also explain, yeah, dear listeners, please explain to an old lady what application were they using to create this webpage? Well, it seemed to be like some kind of um, like desktop, like well, the thing social media pro- managers would use, like a tweet deck type of thing, where you can see everything all in front of you all at once. I'm too old. <laughs> I'm bamboozled. I want, it, I want to know more. It's a bit kind of Tumblr esque as well. Yeah, a Tumblr would be perfect for this. Perfect for this content. I'm all right. I'm over at the Robinsons and I'm trying to figure out who's getting my shitizen. I'll give shitizen to Amy. Oh yeah, yeah. Drink drink Steva. Yeah. Though maybe this is also verging into status pitching (laughs) territory, but no no um wins on the board this week, really, Amy. Um you're a shit mum. You got some shit business ideas. And the only good thing about your business is your van, which your ex-boyfriend Painted. made nice. Yeah, like just get a job. That's that's all you need to do. 
I'm going to do shitizen to Dr. Quack Russell. What are you doing, mate? If you're not. He's making coin. You, right? he's, he's earning better income than Amy. Go. His, his kid is probably going into um, like medicine this year and he's like just trying to pay, prepay some you know, hex debt. But if, if you're a specialist or a surgeon, what, what have you been doing with your money? Have you been pissing it away like Amy? I mean, maybe he's ha- having to pay like compo to, to like wronged <laughs> patients. I, I don't know. I, I don't want to take your issues on. Gambling debts. Russell. Russell. Like, I, I can't. My plate is full. I don't need this from you. Don't get involved, mate. That's where we are. We're going to check back in next episode. It's going to be a yeah. cracker. Find us online, Neighbours Council on Facebook. Save Neighbours. I'm Remued on Twitter. I'm Vaya, Neighbours Pod on Twitter. Big love to CJ. Go give her a follow, CJ yeah. the Hot Mess Mum. Show her some love on TikTok and Instagram. And take care of yourselves. Keep safe. Speak soon. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.